Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to Transformative Soul Care Podcast, where we share stories and save souls. The goal behind each podcast is to weekly dissect a biblical story. We want to provide you with biblical truths to get you through your week. So listen every week. We drop a new podcast every Sunday at 3. Hope to see you on the website. Hello and welcome to another Transformative Soul Care podcast. I am Gandhi Thompson and I'm here with Pastor Ian Ferguson. Pastor Ian Ferguson, welcome back as we continue this series about Joseph, the life of Joseph. Welcome back, Pastor Ian. Thank you for having me, Dr. Gandhi. Excited to be here. I, I'm, I've been just so much on edge with our last conversation. And if you're listening for the first time, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the other previous broadcast where Pastor Ian and I, you know, we begin to unpack the life of Joseph. And we're now at the point where Joseph is in prison. Pastor Ian, in the last po- podcast, one of the things that you talked about is that when Joseph was in Potiphar's house, we see where the scripture references that God was with him. And I was reading um, Genesis chapter 39, verse 20 and 21, and also goes on to say, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him, and he showed him kindness. And again, this word that we've been talking about, and granted him favor now yes. in the eyes of the prison warden. My God. Listen, in a, in a dungeon, <laughs> whatever horrible state you find yourself in, I believe if the spirit that you possess is right, uh, if somehow... Um, There is still a praise locked into your heart towards the Lord for his kindness, even in just sparing your life. I believe God will be with you. Um, You know, know, and I use the word praise because we know that uh, the Bible speaks about praise almost summonsing the presence of God. Um, And when people live a life of praise, God is naturally with them. He dwells in, he lives in, he makes his abode in, he tabernacles in the praise of his people. Uh, So when we live a life of praise, I believe God is with us. So Joseph clearly, his life from beginning to end is a life of praise, of worship to God. Um, And wherever that finds you, you know, as we said, in a dungeon, in a pit, in a palace, God will be with you. That's that's so powerful, Ian. And I think what also um, I think about is the gifts that Joseph must have had and how we often talk about how the gift is without repentance. In essence, you know, you don't have to be in church operating at the highest, the most deepest person, but the gift is with you. And we see that with Joseph because, again, he's promoted. In prison, it talks about the warden had so much confidence in him that he, too, did not worry about whatever he assigned to Joseph because Joseph was well able to take care of it, similar to his experience in Potiphar's house. So when we move on, and I know in the previous week you were jumping to the end, it's, it, 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 we can already foresee this, this, this gift of leadership on him, yes. this, this spirit of um, exalting God and finding favor. We're beginning to see themes come out of his life. Yes, yes. And it is, again, 
you know, in the life of so many um, of the great men of faith in Scripture, how God is gradually preparing them. Uh, it is the it is a period of testing, but it's yes. also a period of preparation. Yes. You know, so David had to go through uh, a bear and a lion experience before he met Goliath. It was about preparation. It was about the experience that he needed to be able to have that kind of confidence that, listen, I didn't tear up a bear. I didn't tear up a lion. Goliath, you are a joke because I come to you in the name of the Lord. And so Joseph, after having gone through a pit experience, after having gone through a, a part of a negative experience, he was ready for the real purpose that God had sent him into Egypt. And that was preservation. Yes. And so... That's another P word that you talk about now, preservation, how God really pres um, preserves us despite the process. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we look so much at the process that we forget that we serve a God who's able to preserve us oh, yeah. even in the midst of whatever we're going through. He's in prison, and here's the thing. He's in prison, but he's networking. Mm -hmm. He's building relationship, and he's building relationship with two people mm -hmm. who was once very close. Oh, yeah. Um, to the king. So he's here with the cupbearer. And if you know anything about um, the history of the cupbearer, the cupbearer used to be the one who would taste the drink before the king. In essence, if, if, the, if there was a little poison and I die, if I'm the cupbearer, if I'm your cupbearer, and I, it's poisonous and I drink it, then when the, when the king see me follow, then he knows that it's, it's not something he should drink. And the chief baker talks about, so the cupbearer, cupbearer, and the chief baker, he meets them in prison. They have dreams, and he interprets them. What do you think about we seeing now this, this dreamer moving into interpreting these dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the dreams follow him. It is the gift that he has. Mm -hmm. um, and wherever you are, your gift will make room. Your gift will yes. follow you. Your gift don't diminish. It, you know, the gift is the gift. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thank God that Joseph... Um, holds on to the gift that God he he you see sometimes the gift could die and diminish uh, uh, diminish and, and leave but but Joseph because he stays in right standing with God the gift remains but I you know you raise, you raise a point you use, use the, the very business term networking uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know the Bible I guess would, would say this is a divine connection yeah. and it's amazing how the divine connections are always connected with the king because mm -hmm. Potiphar is the captain of the king's guard, and here now, yes. you know, God sends these fellows who who are around the king, <laughs> who serve the king, to again be around Joseph, because God needed Joseph to have a good understanding of what the king's court was like, <laughs> of what the, that environment, that palace environment was like, in preparation for the preservation that he needed Joseph to be at the helm of. Uh, and so, again, God is right down to the, I mean, in the fine details of everything that we do, he will send the right people into our place, into our space, so that we could get what we need in terms of preparation. But more than that, uh, when it's time for us to be remembered, you know, uh, the Lord said about Rachel, Joseph's mother, and the Lord remembered her. Uh, because God will, at some point in time, he will appear to be yes. silent in some cases. Yes. But at some point in time, in the fullness of time, the Lord will remember you. And, you know, of course, God is uh, preparing so many of us uh, to the point when he will, at some point, remember us. 
And I like the fact that God remembers us because we remember in the text, when we go back to the text, we think about how Joseph told, you know, the cupbearer, he interpreted the dream and he says, look, when you are restored to your position, remember me. In essence, don't forget, you know, that I, I, was, I was on point with this interpretation of the dream. And he, he also interpreted, you know, the chief baker's uh, dream to him. Of course, his, his, his future didn't pan out no, so well. No. So there was no need for him to recall Jacob. Well, he wasn't in a place to recall Jacob. But the, the scripture in verse 23, uh, and that would be Genesis 40, verse 23, it says that the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember <laughs> Joseph. He forgot him. Mm-hmm. But God didn't forget him. And no. we thank we thank God for that. Uh, he didn't no. forget him. And by divine design, he forgot him because it would the, the appointed time had not come. Yes. In fact, the Bible says about two years later, I think in the, in the, in the next yes. chapter. Chapter 41. Uh, right. Two years later because that was the appointed time. So, 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 so the, the butler could not remember Joseph, could not remember him at that time. That was very divinely, purposely um, orchestrated by God um, because Joseph's ascension to the palace was not yet needed. Yes. And so sometimes in the waiting process, I know we get very impatient in the waiting process, but the truth is sometimes when we force our way into some things that God has not prepared for us as yet, uh, sometimes when we just figure, you know, sometimes we're looking at our, our time in terms of age. Yes. We're looking at, you know, people around us and who are already advanced. And, you know, sometimes we want to mm-hmm. do things for ourselves when God says, listen, your time of favor is right around the corner, but it mm-hmm. is for an appointed time. And if you would just hold on, listen, the great thing that I have for you, the amazing, powerful thing that I have for you, if you just hold on, if you just wait. If we would just trust the process. Ah, yes. Yes. Ah, yes. I agree with you trusting the process can be very hard but like you said um, when the fullness of time had come when Pharaoh did have this dream you know and and it came to the point in, in Genesis chapter 41 we're now in verse 8 and it says um, he was troubled in the morning so he sent for the musician for the magicians and wise men in Egypt and Pharaoh told them his dream but no one could interpret them for him then in verse 9 it says then the chief Cupbearer said to Pharaoh, "Today I remember my shortcomings. In yes. essence, I, I something is coming to yeah, me. Uh, yeah. Oh, great one, yeah. you know. And it is that point that he he mentions his time in prison, and he mentions um, his experience with Joseph and the dreamer and the interpretation of the dream. And then Joseph and Pharaoh has this interaction, and we know that Joseph was able to interpret the dream." Anything stands out to you in this process with Joseph um, and how he was careful not to to keep the glory for himself, but acknowledge, you know, look, of myself, I'm not able to tell dreams, you know, and then what? how that led to the next steps, because it says that, you know, after Joseph um, asked Pharaoh for some time to, you know, interpret the dream, and he, he, he interpreted the dream, he explained that there would be a famine coming and what that would mean and how they were to interpret that, how they were to prepare for that. Talk to me. Yeah. Dr. Gandhi, I, I, I tell you, Joseph's, Joseph's dreams, if you look at it, because I, I, I liken the dreams to a lot of the prophetic pronouncements that people give um, in this day and time. 
And a lot of times, if you listen to um, the modern age, contemporary, um, prophetic tongue, it is always very um, glorifying and uplifting. It is always, you know, yes. God coming, this coming, that yes. coming. But he had to say to the baker, but you could die. Right. <laughs> you had to say to Pharaoh, but you found him coming. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes when the Lord speaks, we have to speak it as he speaks it. Uh, when the Lord speaks, not sometimes, when the Lord speaks it, as he speaks it, we have to be the oracle. And the oracle means we verbatim give it as the Lord gives it. Um, and Joseph understood that he could only, this was not, this was not flesh. This was not of himself. This was not for him to, to, to pretty up or to fix up. Um, you know, the scripture warns us often about taking away from and adding on to. Yes. Um, and so Joseph gave the interpretation as the Lord, as he received it from the Lord. And it, it obviously manifested into a blessing in his life. Um, and, and because somehow um, of the authenticity of the interpretation of the dream, it registered with Pharaoh that this is definitely from God. This is obviously something. You see, initially, as Joseph begins to, to dream, uh, and as he believes, as he has these visions, his brothers and his father and his mother don't quite believe. Yeah. They don't quite believe. They can't write, really understand and interpret. But at the end of his dreaming, this is perhaps, I believe, one of the last ones that the scripture tells us he has, there is no, there is no uncertainty. There's no obscurity around his dream. Pharaoh accepts. He yes. understands this is from God. Mm -hmm. Now, as to whether or not Joseph uh, matures into how he delivers the message or whatever it is, it's clear that Joseph, God is with him. God is speaking through him. Um, and I believe, you know, it's a, it's the maturing process, yes. I believe, for all of us, you know, because sometimes, you know, how we used to act in our younger um, Christian days, uh, I'm sure we act very differently today. Joseph is clearly a mature man now uh, who has gone through uh, any number of hills and valleys, ready for leadership, ready for that place of prominence that God has now positioned him for. And we shall stop there, because certainly once we have reached a place of maturity in Christ, once we have persevered through the pit, through the palace, I mean through the pit, through the prison experience, we are prepared for the palace. And we shall end on that note. For those of you watching, come back. For those of you who are listening, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, okay. Um, Pastor Ian, that is a very good point because we see where at his point of maturity, he would have persevered from the pit or through the pit at, at a period of being in the in the prison and also now he has been prepared for the palace and we will continue with that next week thank you for listening thank you for being here pastor ian and thank you for listening god bless you Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.